Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we're doing the last of our division previews, taking a look at the AFC and NFC East, looking ahead to the week one matchup between the Bills and the Rams to open the season. And now if you'll excuse me, I need to go jump through a flaming table. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? We are one week from the start of the National Football League. One glorious week. Welcome to the Third Shift Football. Third Shift. I'm talking too fast now. Third Shift Football Podcast. I'm so excited for the NFL season. I don't know how to talk. I'm Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver. Neil, how are we doing? I'm good. You might not talk so fast. You stop doing a bump of cocaine before our show. Listen. You don't need it. Listen. It's Molly, not Coke. Get it right. How are you getting hyped up on Molly? It's a joke. I don't know anything. You should be all Lucy in the Sky and Diamonds right now. You should be like seeing shit. You should look over to your living room and you're Wait, what is that? I see a Colts team hosting the Lombardi. No, that's not. No, that's how you're on some. That's how I know you're on some strong ass shit. (laughs) Oh, man. I hope you all are having a good day. As I mentioned, we are a week away. From the NFL season between the Bills and Rams. We will preview that game and bring in an episode right after the game. Um, we also have some NFL news to bring to you. So let's get right into that, Neil. The Titans lost their best defensive player. Not great, Bob. Not good. Um, I didn't like this team to begin with. And then it just, oh boy. I don't know how you recover from that. Yeah, that is especially bad for the Titans because even more so in years past, they're probably going to be relying on the defense to carry the load. Like they were probably going to rely on uh, Harold Landry and who's the guy in the middle. Regardless, they're going to land their pass rushing up front to get pressure and they were going to try and do it win that way. And Harold Landry going out is a big blow to that. And they don't have the offense anymore, I feel, to overcome that. So this might not be great. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I, I'm going to look and see if the Colts' odds improved on FanDuel. Give me one second. I'm kind of on the fly here. I, I don't think it would. I think it feels like Derrick Henry it would. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Division. Nope, it didn't change. It's still 125. Minus 125. Give it some time. Yeah. So uh, um, that's – that's. oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we were discussing the news before, and since I just got off of work, I'm a little – right now. But uh, the – Russell Wilson agreed to a, what was it, seven-year, two, eight-year, $245 million deal? No, five years, sorry. Five and, years, two. Well, he's going to be there for eight years, <clears throat> I think. It's seven or eight years. But the key part is not all of it's fully guaranteed. Nope, only 165 mil, which I know, paltry, but, you know, similar Lamar. But this, this is a good topic for Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. He wants the shots fully guaranteed when two quarterbacks now, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, they didn't get the full guarantee. If you're Ravens, you're celebrating. Yeah, I think he's got to, unfortunately, he's got to come to terms with the fact that the Deshaun contract was an aberration with extenuating circumstances. So, yeah, it sucks for Lamar. He deserves to get paid, but unfortunately, he's not getting fully guaranteed because no one else is. And, uh, then the last piece of news, um, the New Orleans Saints' Marcus May was arrested today, uh, accused of aggravated assault with a firearm from a road rage incident. So 
uh, we'll see how that plays out. Hopefully no one got hurt in the incident and hopefully justice is served. Whatever that means. Yeah, not good. Don't don't get mad behind the wheel. Well, you can get mad behind the wheel, but like keep it inside. Yeah. Keep it inside. Like you can yell, but don't do anything. Just keep it inside. Be Midwestern. Be Midwestern. Keep all your feelings bottled up inside. No, don't do that. Then it gets bad. (laughs) Then you might pull a gun out on a road (laughs) rage incident. (laughs) Then that bottle's gonna pop at some point and then what? Um, I also have my fantasy football draft tonight. How'd it go? Um, I just want to quickly run through it. Neil said no to this, but I'm, I'm just going to quickly run through it. It wasn't got, a hard no. It, it was, it, well, it was like in between hard and soft. Okay. So let's see. Can I remember how my draft order was? Yes, I they can. make a pill for that decision making. So I was the second overall pick in a 14 team draft, but I felt like I did decent. Um, sure. The first guy auto-picked, which sucked because I was going to get Jonathan Taylor. First guy auto-picked? Yeah. You're the first overall pick and you auto-pick. Boot his ass. To be, no, no, no. To be fair, he gets up at like 3 a.m. He was probably going to bed. I don't know why we did the draft mm. so late. So, anyway, I got Justin Jefferson first overall for me. Okay, number two. I can respect that. I have um, some questions about the Vikings offense, but I like it. Uh, second pick was Michael Pittman Jr. He was ranked 28th in Yahoo. I don't love it. I don't. I, Was I'm Kelsey gonna... still on the board? No. Okay, good. Fine. I just Let really me... Pittman is can 28. I... You, you probably can't. I can't look at it. Damn it. Um, I here's what I like to pick. I'm gonna defend it. He had a thousand yards of Carson Wentz last year, and now he has Matt Ryan. And a secondary weapon in Alec Pierce. Yeah, so I like All it a little right. bit. More. I can see it. I just there's a part of me that I may have gonna... reached on this one, but mm-hmm. um, I just want you to know Justin Herbert got picked before this guy. It went Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and then I got Patrick Mahomes. People were picking quarterbacks in the second round. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. And I this mean... is not a league where six points is. No, 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 yeah. Because I'm in a, I'm in another league on Monday where quarterbacks are actually more valuable than running backs and receivers because their touchdowns are six points. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. So anyway, Mahomes is uh, my third pick. Fourth and fifth back to back was Cam Akers and Josh Jacobs. I did not have a lot of good running back options. Jacobs, but- I like. Jacobs, I like quite a bit. It's Akers. I'm a little. He's, yeah. Okay. Now, you will love this pick. Lincoln. I got I got Cordell Patterson as my flex. Excellent. 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 Um, I got Najoku as my tight end. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I can I'm see not, that, especially I'm with Jacoby hip. to start the season. Yeah, I'm not hip on it, but I got I stole a tight end. I, you know, I'm just gonna say it. I got Robert Tung in from the Packers. Second, Ooh, that is a nice pick. Second to last pick for me. Really? Tung in went that low. I don't know why. But I mean, Rogers likes him, and if there's a year he's gonna flourish, it'll be this one. All right, now you're ready to hear the uh, the bench, and then I'll do defense and kicker. So Naheem or Hines, lower than the bench, and rightfully so. Naeem Hines, okay. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I saw that when you sent that to me earlier. That's a great value add for the back half of the season, my dude. <laughs> I almost went to Sean, but I have morals. Good. Uh, Robbie Anderson who we both like with Baker 
a lot. Yeah, no, I think he'll be good with that offense. I got your boy Sky Moore. I'm banking on him having a good rookie year, but if he doesn't do well, I'll just drop drop him for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, backup quarterback is Mac Jones. Oh, that's we'll get to that. I wanted to get to Matt Ryan, but <laughs> we'll get to him. that. It was him or Zach Wilson. Okay, that's fair. I did want a hunter on my team though. A hunter, like Hunter Henry? No, you, you, the joke went right over your head. Yes, it did. Oh, are yeah. we talking about their proclivities for MILFs? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> usually in that scenario, work. they're usually in that scenario, they're the prey. So <laughs> um kicker and defense is the Colts. They did well for me last year. Blankenship and the Colts defense. So that's my fantasy team. Uh, I'm down with it. Just be smart with the waiver wire. That's how you win championships, people. It's not the draft. You stream defenses like your life depends on it. <laughs> so that, that's uh, our NFL news and my fantasy team because Neil doesn't play fantasy anymore. I will get him back in it, though. I promise. You won't. I am so much happier when I'm just watching the game and just being like, wow, that player had a really nice run. I'm glad I'm not staring at this game going like, where the fuck did you run? Why aren't you throwing number 32 over there? You goddamn. See, I'm not doing that, and I'm happier. I'm calmer, and I'm enjoying the sport of football even more. All right, let's get to the sport of football. Let's do the NFC East first in our division preview series, the last of the divisions. Neil, congratulations, you made it. Good work. And all together. Uh, let's get to the Cowboys. So they went 12 and 5 last year. They were my Super Bowl finalist pick that choked. Uh, losing Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson and Lael Collins and Ranger, Ranger Gregory, not great, Bob. No, no, it, it really isn't. And, uh, I don't care what you work. picked up. It's not. It's not going to replace those guys. And then Tyron Smith might be out for indefinitely. Like, but they did sign Jason Peters today. The ageless oh, wonder. Yes, the ageless. He. I mean, he was good last year. He was. He was easily the Bears' best offensive lineman, which kind of like not, being tallest bit of grass in a freshly mown lawn. But you know, it counts for something. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. There's there's reasons to be worried. Uh, they lost Connor Williams and Lael Collins, which no. That's just no. And I think they're hope then they're kind of hoping that both uh Terrence Steele and uh did I say Connor McGovern because they lost Connor. They're, they're kind of hoping, oh yeah, they're kind of hoping Connor McGovern and Terrence Steele fill in as admirably as those guys, which I have questions, especially when they also kind of gutted their receiving core. They lost Amari, they lost Cedric Wilson. So they're also banking on CD taking a step forward. They're banking on Michael Gallup coming back healthy. And they're banking on uh, – who's that rookie? I am – what? Quez, they, they dread up Quez Watkins, and they're also – yeah, I don't know, man. It's not Quez Watkins. I'm all over the place tonight. I apologize. Jalen Tolbert. Trying on Jalen Tolbert to step in and be an instant contributor. And it's just – normally I wouldn't be as worried about this squad. I'd maybe have some questions about them come playoff time. But with the Eagles sitting there and just going thermonuclear this offseason, part of you has to wonder, is this, like, lessened Cowboys team on both sides of the ball going to be enough to take on a really resurgent-looking Eagles squad? I don't even think it's the roster. I think it's the coaching staff. Well, that is also a problem, yes. Like, they, that's what cost them last year. I thought oh, they – Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I you thought- got to – I thought they had the second best roster in the league behind the Bills last year. 
well, per DVOA, they were the best fucking team in the league last year. Their defense was good. Their offense was good. And you could make an argument they probably should have beat the Cowboys, if not for one, their own building, blinding Cedric Wilson. <sighs> and then two, that disaster of a throw over the middle, like, spike sequence that was a abject disaster from a coaching standpoint and it's mike mccarthy we all know this so you're right that's another big concern with him is will mike mccarthy fuck it up again so let's go through their schedule vandal has him at 10 and a half wins at plus money right now on this thursday september 1st happy september everybody so they open against tampa again but this time it's in dallas okay we'll be hyped they also, by the way, get the AFC South and NFC North. Oh, good for them. Cincinnati at home at the Giants on Monday Night Football, which God kill me. God kill me. Uh, the NFC least. Washington at home at the Rams at Philly Sunday Night Football. That's a tough two-game stretch. And they get Detroit and Chicago at home before bye. Then they get – wow, they play all four NFC North teams in a row. At Green Bay, at Minnesota. Then they get the Jets at or Giants at home on Thanksgiving. God, why are both of those games on prime time? Well, the Thanksgiving one is because we've deemed that we must sacrifice one game a year to the Cowboys stadium. Listen, that part's fine. It's the Giants being on prime time twice. Well, they're not the Thanksgiving prime time. They're like that. I think they're the three o'clock window where everyone's kind of in a food coma. Four just kind of like, but yeah. Barely wake up, and you're just like, I think football's being played, and then you just pass out again from eating too much dressing. Um, they get Indianapolis at home on Sunday night football. That'd be a good game. Houston at home at Jacksonville, Philly on Christmas Eve at home at Tennessee and at Washington in the season. Tennessee's a Thursday nighter, so they don't get that traditional Thursday, Thursday back to back with Thanksgiving that they usually get. So I can see 11 wins. I'm going to say 10 wins. I just – they got the easy divisions this year, which that's not their fault. No, but, not at all. But, I mean, I feel like they have to win. I feel like they have – they can't lose to Detroit, Chicago, Houston, and Jacksonville. You have to win those four games to win a division. Those are yeah. four – those are four no games that you must win. But I'll take in the under. I think they go 10 and 7. I'm with you. This one's tough. I think I'll take the over and say 11 and six. I don't, oh. this team's probably a little better than an 11, a 10 and seven team. Just a little bit. I mean, jarring something catastrophic happening. I, I like get on FanDuel because this is right. I would say 10 wins, 10 to 11 wins on this team. <laughs> so I'll do a, just a, for a little spice. I'll do say okay. they're going to be 11 and six. I don't think they're going to win the division, though. Um, My fancy player is Dallin Schultz, Dalton Schultz. I tried to get him, and I failed. Yeah, he, he went early. He's been a good tight end for them this year. Um, For me, I'm going to pick the rookie, Jalen Tolbert. He's got speed. He's a great field catcher out of South Alabama. Uh, I think he'll do good things in this offense. All right, let's get to Philly. Who – um. They, they had a fucking offseason. They went from a laughing stock two years ago with Carson Wentz at quarterback to, hey, you know, we're kind of competitive last year with Jalen Hurts at the helm. We're not sure if he's going to be our guy. Might get Deshaun Watson. Then they just went, you know what? We're not going to get Deshaun Watson. We're just going to put a lot of fucking talent around Jalen Hurts. And boy, did they put a lot of talent. 
on that roster. Jesus. I mean, AJ Brown, that's a home run. I love Zach Pascal as like your fourth receiver. He's a great run blocking receiver, which is going to need for that zone read option. Um, who else do they get that really like Jordan Davis from Georgia? Their first round draft pick is really good. Um, Kaiser White was really good linebacker last year. I just, but the big one is AJ Brown. Oh, now you so have big. him and Devonta Smith on both ends, and they're probably gonna put Devonta Smith on the same side AJ Brown as the slot where that's where he was great at Alabama in the slot. Like, oh Jesus. Well, yeah, they just complete like the addition of AJ Brown completely overhauled their receiving door because it went from Devonta Smith, who was a good, intriguing rookie, uh, JC Arcega Whiteside, Jalen Rieger, and Quez Watkins. And they dealt, they dealt Quez Watkins that side, they dealt Jalen Rieger and JJ Arcega Whiteside away this offseason. And then they picked up AJ Brown. So now Devonta, who's the slim reaper over there, who's just torching defenses last year. He's not the primary focus anymore. A.J. Brown is. Let's quest Watkins slide into a more secondary role and opens up Dallas Goddard over the middle. Marco Dare, Goddard. I think it's Goddard, actually. Over the middle. Combine that with one of their – they have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Their defense added, like, Hassan Reddick to their pass rush. They still have Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargreaves, Brandon Graham in the middle. They added – Kaiser White, who was an underrated linebacker last year. They added James fucking Bradbury from the Giants. He didn't have a great year last year, but he's still James Bradbury. And basically, they flipped. They got they traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and basically made up for the picks they gave up by trading away Jalen Rieger. It's just, what a fucking offseason at Philly. And I am all fucking in on this team, with the one caveat being is, we're going to find out what Jalen Hurts is made of this year because I think he'll be very successful. I think he just needed a true X and Devonta Smith wasn't quite ready for that role. And Nick Sirianni is a very good offensive play caller. I mean, he was a Colts offensive coordinator with Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and even Andrew Luck. Um, I felt like he had a pretty good offseason. They're going to be really fun to watch offensively. And defensively, they should be fine. They should be good enough. Well, they weren't great last year because they played it safe, but they still had they had a good sec, they had a decent secondary last year. Their linebackers weren't great, but they addressed that by grabbing Kazir White and drafting Nakobe Dean in the third round. Still can't believe how far he fell. Um, no. And they had that with their just absolutely monstrous up front. And I, look, you, you go to like the national side, people who are more – listen to and respected than us as they should and people are all over the eagles and i fucking get it man this team's They're gonna loaded. be so goddamn good so let's go through or the, schedule. the 2012 dream team all over again. oh god no all right same thing nfc north afc south and they have the second place schedule since they finished i'm pulling up their schedule they finished nine and eight mm-hmm. so at detroit the minnesota monday night football that should actually be a good monday night game at Washington, Jacksonville at home, at Arizona, Dallas, Sunday night football at home. That would be a good one. By week, early by Pittsburgh, Val, Pennsylvania, and it's in Philly. At Houston, Thursday night football, and then they get Washington at home, Monday night football. Carson Wentz, his first game back in Philadelphia since being traded to the Colts and now to Washington. Oh, I'm sure that will just be a delightful evening full of cheers and positive recollections. They might need the Secret Service protecting Carson Wentz. We're going to have to scan for batteries because 
we're gonna they're gonna see if they can get one of those like industrial like computer batteries or some shit to throw on the field. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't snow. <laughs> at Indianapolis, Green Bay, Sunday night football, Tennessee at home. Then they go to the Giants at Chicago at Dallas for Christmas Eve. And then they finish the last two games at home with New Orleans and the Giants. FanDuel has them at nine and a half. Sign me up for 10. So I'm here for like 12. Like, shit, man. Like, this team's going to hammer that over. But see, they have the same thing as Dallas. They got to go 4-0 against the Lions, Bears, Jags, Texans. Well, that is that is true. They have to not they have to not drop some gimmies, but also important, they have to actually win some fucking games against the Eagles this year. Because they uh they didn't do that last year, and that was a problem. But this roster is much better. So fantasy player, Neil. Oh, fantasy player. Uh, Dallas Goddard. He is a under, I think a underrated tight end in this league. And I think he'll be, he'll eat a lot more, even with the, because he'll get less attention, basically. He probably won't get as many targets, but he'll get less attention and that'll help. AJ Brown, because he's mm-hmm. going to prove himself. Boy, the Titans are dumb. I, I just, God, if Jesus. you, if you take a wide view of it, Basically, what the Eagles did is they basically drafted A.J. Brown number 18 overall because that's the pick they traded away to Tennessee. I mean, that's what the Colts did a few years ago with DeForest Buckner. They traded their 15th overall pick to the Niners for DeForest Buckner. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, like you, you lose some cheapness for a known quantity. And for this team, which needed like a truly good receiver for the first time since... Terrell Owens? Wow. Well, no, there's um, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, yeah. But yeah, like they have not had a like truly great receiver in a long time. And giving up the 18th pick for that, great. I, I am, I'm high on this team, and I'm ready for them to probably crush, crush my hopes and dreams like week one by like losing to Detroit. Let's move to the nation's capital with the newly named Washington Commanders. But as I like to call them, the Washington Commies, because that's what everybody's going to call them. Let's just be honest. They're our football team. (laughs) All right, they went 7-10 last year. They had awful, awful year as far as expectations. Compared to the year before when they made the wild card, they won the division, lost to Tampa in a close game. Uh, Fitzpatrick got hurt first game, had to ride with Hesinki the whole year. Uh, Chase Young in that defensive line never panned out. They didn't well, rise Chase, to the occasion. Chase Young and Sweat were hurt most of the year. Like, Well, right, were... but I'm just saying that whole defense didn't carry him like the year before. No. So what do they do in the offseason, Neil? They get worse. Uh, yeah, that's... They traded yeah. for possibly the one guy I would never trade for. And I'm not just saying that because he ruined the Colts season. If Frank Wright can't fix you, nobody will. Yeah. They traded for Carson Wentz. They traded a second-round pick or a third-round pick, conditional third, second-round pick swap. Um, They took the full salary. 28 million the next two years, but they can't cut him, I believe, after this year. Um, their season's going to rely on Carson Wentz. 
And guess what? That falls on Ron Rivera and their GM. Because if they don't make the playoffs as a wild card or win the division, gone. But also their owner's terrible. There's two terrible owners in this division. And this is the one that has scandals. The other one just gets away with them. Yeah. Did you know that at some point in the rich history of the communists, that they were a well-respected and well-run team with championship success? Then Dan Snyder took over in the late 90s, and I would hate to be a fan of this team. Oh, it must be miserable. Like, god-awful. Your stadium's falling apart. You have an owner that is being subpoenaed by Congress. Who is both trying to rip all the money out of you as possible and making the team actively worse with each meddling decision he makes. And here's the thing. I like a lot of their pieces. Like, Antonio Gibson's a solid back, and they got McKissick. As their other backup, McLaren's a, a true number one receiver out of Ohio State. Logan Thomas is a good tight end. Then you got that front four. You got Sweat, uh, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, Chase Young. I, I like a lot of the pieces on this team. They have the wrong quarterback, and they went all in on a guy that refused to be vaccinated, which put their team at peril. And that's why they didn't play well the second, the last week of the season because he tested positive, which I don't care what your beliefs on the vaccine. It's just facts of what happened. And then, like, you choke against Jacksonville in a win and go in, and you trade for that dude when the Colts would were going to cut him? Yeah. I, I, I have no faith. They went 7-10. I, I, don't, I don't see them doing that shit again. I just don't because he – now, if he – he had moments where he was good, but he ain't doing it again. Yeah. Vandal has him at eight and a half wins. And, mm. Yeah. It's, mm. This team's tough for me to read because, in theory, they should be better. Like, they, they're, oh, I know they didn't add up. They lost some guys and didn't add a bunch, but like the guys they lost were kind of like roster filler, kind of around. And they added, they strengthened up their O line after losing Brandon Sheriff. They, they added Jahan Dotson to compliment McLaurin in the draft. They did, they did all this stuff. There's no way their defense is going to be as bad as it was last year. Like, just there's just no way because they'll hopefully be healthy most of the year. But it just comes back to what the fuck are you going to get out of Carson Wentz? And I legitimately don't know because I'm, I'm not quite as we, – we've swapped roles from last year where I'm not quite as negative on Carson as you are. I don't think he's good, but – it's just, it's hard to get a read on this team. I'm with you. Nine wins feels rich. So I'm going to go with an under. I think this is like at best an eight and nine team, just because I don't know if their offense is going to be clever enough to hide Wentz's weaknesses. Well, that that's what I'm getting to is the Colts have one of the best play callers, offensive play callers in the league and Frank Wright, who had to purposely run Jonathan Taylor into 10 man boxes because defenses were like, Go ahead, Carson. Throw the ball. Hell, you might throw left-handed. Like, or falling backwards into the end zone, right to a dude <laughs> standing right in front of you. <laughs> oh. All right, let's do their schedule. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking pain. All right, so they get Jacksonville again, AFC South, NFC North at home, at Detroit, Philly at home, at Dallas, Tennessee at home. At Chicago, Thursday Night Football, Green Bay at home, at Indianapolis. So Carson Wentz returns to Indianapolis, who 
Say again, rainbows and sunshine. (laughs) Secret service, please (laughs) go to Indianapolis um, at Philly Monday Night Football, which, oh, excuse me, Minnesota home, then at Philly. So, Jesus, they should have put Colts. (laughs) They should have put Colts, Eagles back to back. Oh, that would have been great. (laughs) The Carson Wentz hate tour 2022. At Houston, Atlanta home, the Giants on the road late by. Then they get the Giants. Wow, Giants two out of the last three weeks. Jesus. Giants yeah, the place they're playing back to back. This is the third shift football podcast. We do stay up late at San Francisco Christmas Eve and then the round out at home in a stadium that might fall apart by then. Cleveland and Dallas. I'm going under. I don't trust their team. I don't yeah, trust the quarterback. I trust the team. I trust Ron Rivera. I do not trust the quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. There's nothing wants to show me in the last couple of years that's going to get the best out of this team. Do I think it would be better than Heineke? Yeah, but not uh, by much. Are you sure? I think. I'm pretty Heineke sure. Heineke won seven games. Heineke did win seven games. Maybe Kyle Allen was in there. I'll get back to you on that one. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this group because they're close let's get to a team that is going to be worse than washington again in my opinion the new york football giants oh boy the fanduel has them at seven and a half oh my god no no i can i could make an argument eight games with that offensive line but they improved it Seriously, that's not even a joke. They legitimately improved the O-line. Look me in the eye and tell me they improved that they offensive improved line. They improved the offensive line. Well, it was already shit. So what is it now? Just a polished turd? Well, they grabbed John Feliciano from the Bills. They grabbed Mark Lewinsky from the Colts. I do like. those are your new. That's your new center and guard. And then in the draft, they took Evan Neal out of Alabama. So they did address the O-line. Now, the question being now is, is one, now that he has a little time back there and he's not running for his life within the ball getting snapped, is Daniel Jones it? Because this is the year. They the, did hire the right guy. Yeah, they sure hired the, the right, right guy. guy. Brian they Dayball, the Dayball. former Bills offensive coordinator that developed Josh Allen to the freak that he is. So you're right. They hired the right guy. They've got a new coaching staff in place. They're fucking uh, – Jason Garrett isn't goddamn calling plays for them anymore, which, Thank wow, God. I could have told you that one wasn't going to go well. Um, let's hire the guy who is widely panned for his lack of creativity and stuff on offense in Dallas to be our offensive coordinator. It'll be great. Oh, God, Joe Jones is to be fired so bad. Him and uh, who was their GM? Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was dog shit, too. Um but yes, they got rid of all of them. They added, they hired Brian Dable to oversee this offense. And look, they improved the O line. The question now is, is one, what are we getting out of the defense? Like, came on Thibodeau be nice his rookie year, but he it's going to take like two years for him to be the monster that he should be. But he wasn't that impressive at Oregon either. He just had a bunch of hype. Because huh. I'm going to lend you on a secret, people. East Coast people don't watch West Coast football. Um. Yeah, like, look, there's some good things. They added Kevon Thibodeau to go with Ezekiel Jolari to try and fix their pass rush with Dexter Lawrence. But we'll see if that takes. Then behind them, like, they're – let me read off their cornerback, their their secondary core. Adoree Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Darnay Holmes, Julian Love, and Xavier McKinney. Are you particularly fearful of that group? 
I saw Dory Jackson get cooked in college at USC by yeah, Utah. Yeah, despite how fast he is, it makes no fucking sense. By by guys from Utah that never made the draft except for Tim Patrick. But yeah, so you get that's your core of that. So that's that's what concern is what's your defense gonna look like? Because who the fuck knows? Kayvon Thibodeau might not even play because he's still recovering from that sprained MCL from that cut block in the uh, preseason. And then on the other side, uh, you're receiving core. Uh, I think it's good, but the I don't one, know. Uh, the one good. guy wants out, um, Kadaris Tooney wants out, which he's their best athlete next to Saquon, but you can't even trust Saquon to be healthy. No, like Saquon, you might have run him into the ground. So good work, everybody. Yeah, good job. Uh, Two years of that, and he's dead. Galladay looks stiff and not like the ball winner he was in Detroit. So that's not going well. I like Sterling Shepard, but he's not a number one. And apparently, Kadarius Tony wants out. So I, I just have a lot of questions about this team. If if their O line comes together, their defense plays at an average rate, and Daniel Jones can turn to the starter, he showed a flash thing. Oh yeah, I could buy this team winning at games in a heartbeat. I just don't know if I trust all the weapons around him or the defense enough to get them there. So I'm going to go with the under. Same. I'm going to go with the under too, but I do have a bold thing to say about this team. Okay. I do think Danny, Danny, Daniel Jones, I refuse to call him Danny Dines yet. I do think he'll be their quarterback for the future because Brian Dayball is that good. I don't disagree with that, actually, because I think you've seen enough flashes of Daniel Jones. And sometimes people get on him, but like what with what? His first two years, they had one of the worst O-lines and worst receiving cores in the league. Then last year, they really didn't fix the receiving core, but they added Kenny Galladay, and that was a disaster, and they didn't fix the O-line. So it's like, you don't know what this kid can do with competence around him. So now maybe that he's got it, we'll see. So let's go through the schedule. At Tennessee, Carolina at home, Dallas Monday night at home, Chicago at home, Green Bay, London. That'd be fun. Uh, Baltimore at home, at Jacksonville, at Seattle, bye week. Houston, Detroit at home, at Dallas Thanksgiving, Washington, Philly at home, at Washington. Jeez, a lot of division games. At Minnesota, Christmas Eve. Indianapolis at home on New Year's Day, which I might go to that game. And at Philadelphia. So... I'm with you. I'm on the under, but as far as fantasy players, if you can get Saquon Barkley as the third pick or fourth, go for it. There's enough good running backs or receivers that you can get to replace him. Who do you like, Neil? Uh, I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. Um, I don't think people will be thinking about him and he's enough of a weapon that you could probably see him putting up some yards in this offense, especially in the absence of other things. So I like Philly, Dallas, Washington, New York as my standing order. I'm with you on that one. Um, I think I think this would be actually a pretty close division. Honestly, like I think the worst team is New York, but I don't think they're like a three win team by any measure. No, they're not going to win. They're going to win like six games probably. Yeah. So I think this would be a pretty close division, but I'm going to stick with you. I think it's, I think it's going to be Philly, Dallas, Washington, New York with New York potentially overtaking Washington, depending on how disastrous the uh, situation, the Carson Wentz situation is. Yes. Yep. So before we get to the AOC East, thank you again for listening to this podcast. We're on most podcast platforms, Apple, Google, and Spotify. We're also on Twitter, TTSF underscore podcast, been keeping up with all the beat reporters, which was a crazy day when they made all the cuts to the 53-man roster. 
So I much was, there's so little time. Yeah, I was constantly retweeting them. Thank you guys for all your hard work. Uh, thank you for letting us share those tweets because that is public domain, whether people know it or not. <laughs> okay. As somebody that works in the news, if an official tweets it, you're good. So anyway, thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends and loved ones. And again, one week away. And let's start with the team that plays in a week. The division winner, the AFC East champion, champion, the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be so good. I'm not so sure on that one. Really? All right. All right. All right. right. 11-6, right? They have the best roster in football again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their defense was the best last year. Their offense has arguably the best player in the world next to Mahomes. Uh, I do like their additions of Von Miller, Jameson Crowder. Um, they just stole half of the Titans O-line. <laughs> yeah, which their offensive line still, I have question marks, and that's where I get to I'm concerned. Okay. We watched a generational quarterback get killed in Andrew Luck. Because he took unnecessary hits and his offensive line wasn't very good. Josh Allen's starting to go down the same path. I don't care if he's an inch taller and weighs 10 more pounds. This is the year he gets hurt. That's my bold prediction. I hope. And I don't want it to happen, but this dude keeps taking hits. But he's, he's not Andrew. Like he's just, well, what's the difference? I don't know. Andrew was never just like like a fucking mean, lean wrecking machine like Allen. Andrew like, Luck was a it, linebacker playing quarterback. He was 240 pounds at 6'4. He's just I, not as fast as Josh. I know, but I feel like when Josh takes contact, he's the aggressor usually. He's sitting in the pocket just getting murdered by defensive linemen because his offensive line, while not being perfect, is generally good enough. Generally, when he takes it, it's him initiating. He's got more force going. So it's going against other people. And guess what? That comes back and bites you in the ass. Because Andrew kind of did the same thing, just not as much as Josh. I'm just worried that he's going to get hurt, and their schedule is brutal. Because this division is not a cakewalk. I agree with that, especially with uh, Miami loading up down there. I do love the James Cook addition from Georgia and Kareem Elm from Florida for cornerback. They will not have Tredavious White for the first four weeks of the season. He's on the pup list. Mm-hmm. He's a... um, let me pull up their went over well, under wins. Let me give my go. let me give my reasoning. Look, what were the wins. biggest some of the biggest some of the biggest problems the Bills had last year was rushing the quarterback, which they addressed. They grabbed Vaughn Miller, they grabbed Tim Settle, they grabbed Jordan Phillips and Daquan Jones to kind of help out their upfront and their pass rush. Then on the offensive side, they rejiggered some of their worst parts of the line with two very good players from Tennessee and Roger Saffold and David Quisenberry. They added Jamison Crowder along with Khalil Sakir out of Boise State, who I think could be really good in this offense. Yes, along he could with be. the resurgent Isaiah McKenzie. And Josh Allen is one of the top five. I don't rank QBs. That's just too much for minefield. He's easily a top five QB in this league. So I, I and 
I think they've addressed some of their issues, especially with Kyrie Elam. Hopefully he pans out. They have one of the best rosters in football. And I just, as much as I'm high in, on Miami, I just don't think there's enough there to overcome this team. Uh, I respect that. I'm not saying Buffalo's going to lose the division. I'm just worried that if Josh gets hurt, and this can go for any quarterback, but they don't really have a good backup. Like, really, we're going to trust Case Keenum? Well, I mean, that's that's every team. What's What was the old uh, the offensive coordinator for the Colts was once asked why they never run any plays in practice without For the paying. backup, for Jim for the, Sorgi. Yeah, for the backup. And it's because, well, because if 18 goes down, we're fucked and we don't practice fucked. <laughs> One of the greatest quotes in sports. It's so great. Actually, one of the greatest quotes in life. It's so great. We don't practice fucked. Oh, <laughs> uh, never, never fails to make me laugh when I think of that quote. Thanks, Tom Moore. Ugh. All right, so let's go through the schedule before I give you the over under. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the Rams, which we'll do after the AFC East division preview, we'll preview that game. Tennessee Monday night at home at Miami at Baltimore. Pittsburgh at home at Kansas City, early bye. Green Bay at home, Giants on the road, Minnesota, Cleveland at home. So they avoid Deshaun Watson, which is important here. At Detroit for Thanksgiving, at New England for Thursday night, which is nice to get two back-to-back Thursday games, which is not too bad. Um, Then they get the Jets at home, Miami at home, at Chicago for Christmas Eve, at Cincinnati. And then you have that for Thursday night. Are Are you sure about that? Yeah, it's the Thursday night game in week 17. Got it. And then um, New England at home. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough schedule. I mean, you have to play. Adol has that 11 and a half. It's a bit high. Yeah, it's tough. It's a bit high because their schedule's hard. And I'm not factoring Josh getting hurt. I just think their schedule's really hard. No, the schedule's pretty. You have to go to the Rams, to Miami, to Baltimore, to Kansas City. Like, shit. To, to Cincinnati. I mean, God damn, who are they getting at home? Tennessee, okay. Pittsburgh, eh. Green Bay, okay, that's nice. Minnesota, a Deshaunless Cleveland, the Jets, the Dolphins. Yeah, that makes sense because they have to play them both times. Yeah, a lot of their tough, like out of division games are on the road, and that sucks. I'm going under. Uh, I, I think they get 11. I just, that schedule's like they're going to be in a lot of great games, a lot of primetime games. But Jesus, that's a brutal schedule. I'm gonna go with the over. I don't I think wow. they'll be 12 and 5, but I just look, this is a very good football team. And provided something doesn't happen to Josh Allen, they're gonna win a lot of games. Okay. All right, I'll buy that hype. All right, let's get to the team. I'm so on actually I gotta do this team first and then we'll get to the team. <laughs> Because That's this offense next, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I can't. I forgot the Patriots finished second because they lost to the Bills in the Walker game. Okay, this is the team I'm not so excited about for the AFCs. Where I was actually pretty on board with them last year, and Neil can attest to that. I was all aboard the Mac Jones train. I still am. It's this. I don't know who the hell is calling plays. <laughs> and their offensive yeah. line regressed apparently. Yeah. Jack Mason and Ted Karras and replace them with whoever the fuck Cole Strange is. That's and then they lose look. James White to retirement. Uh, Dante Hightower, Kyle Vannoy. JC Jackson's a huge loss. Jamie Collins is a huge loss. Like, sure, they brought in Jabil Peppers. That's cute. They brought in Mac Wilson. That's cute. <laughs> Ty Montgomery's not playable. He, he's a kick returner. Um, 
That's I like Taekwon Thornton from Baylor. I think he'll be pretty good. I think Cole Strange could be good on Chattanooga. Um, yeah, I'm just worried as hell. I don't know what the hell they did this offseason. I don't feel like they improved, but it's Bill Belichick. And I have to respect the greatest coach of all time. And he's a good manager. GM. So I'm, I'm in a tough place with this team. I just don't think what they did not make themselves better in the offseason. Now no. you could argue they didn't get much worse. They lost, they kind of lost out of a couple of positions of depth. Uh offensive line, like look, the Cole Strange thing's weird, but they have enough there that will probably be fine. They lost running backs, whatever. You have uh Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Damian Harris there still. I just but the losing Kyle Van Noy is gonna hurt. Losing Dante Hightower is going to hurt. Jamie JC Collins. Jackson is going to hurt. Like these were all, and Jamie Collins Sr. is going to hurt. These were all very good players for your defense. And I don't know what you're replacing them with. Like Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, and Miles Bryant, like decent. They're not great. And you used to have like a lockdown corner. So that's going to be worse already. Um, your pass rush, you lost Chase Winovich, who was fine. He didn't play that much, but like it's another body. And I like, I really like. Matthew Judon, but he's not uh he's just not a like can he a do it stud, two years like, in a row? That's the question that. I have. It's like even in Baltimore, he's just he's a good edge rusher, but he's not like an elite carry of the whole unit guy. And then on the offense, they didn't add a number one receiver, like Devontae Parker's washed, Kendrick Bourne is who they are. So Kendrick Bourne is, and same with Jacoby Myers, good players, but not a true number one. So they didn't add anybody to help out Mac Jones and by all accounts, that offense is so much worse this summer because they don't have uh, Josh McDaniels calling anymore. They have a combination of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling. One guy I, I'm okay with calling plays is Joe Judge. He has experience doing that, but not Patricia. He was a defensive guy his whole time in the NFL. Like, no. Like, yeah, they have those guys. And apparently, all like, it's training camp reports and preseasons. Take it with a grain of salt, but – I have not heard a single positive word about the Patriots offense this entire summer. And that is rare. I just, yeah, I don't see it with this team. I think they might be bad this year. They might be really bad actually. Well, let's go through the schedule and then I'll give you the over under. Okay. Which I'm, I'm kind of think it's the right number at Miami and at Pittsburgh, Baltimore at home at green Bay, like absolute brutal start Detroit at home at Cleveland. No Deshaun. Chicago Monday Night Football. Why is Chicago Monday Night Football? Er. God. Um, at the Giants, they get Indianapolis at home. So we get that rivalry back, which I love. So um, yay me. My my apartment's going to be divided between my fiance and I. Bye week. Jets at home at Minnesota for Thanksgiving prime time. That'll be a fun game. Buffalo Thursday night in Orchard Park. At Arizona, Monday Night Football. At Las Vegas, Sunday Night Football. Jesus, the prime time games. Yeah, they hit a four-week prime time. Well, now hold on. Christmas Eve is just when they're playing the normal games that week. I was notating it, but the prime time games are on Christmas. That's just a normal game. Yeah, and then um, so Cincinnati's at home, Miami's at home, and then at Buffalo to round out the season. Vandal has an eight and a half, and I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going with the under. I see an eight and nine team at best. I just don't see enough punch on their offense. And I don't see their defense being able to stop people like they could last year. They all make the playoffs if Mac Jones enters the elite category of quarterbacks. That's their that's their ceiling. 
That's just what they're going to Um Fantasy players for both teams, Neil. We forgot to do the Bills. Oh. Um, Mine's Gabe Davis. Dawson Knox. Dawson was good last year. And then the Patriots? Uh, on the Patriots, give me Jacoby Myers. Um, he's, he eats up yards. He's very good, and you probably get him pretty low. I like him, too. Just because Hunter Henry and um, Johnny Smith share a lot of reps. I'd say Damian Harris, but he was too fumbleicious last year, and that worries me. All right, let's get to my favorite team in this division. Is it your new look Miami Dolphins? I want to say they win the division. I'm not well, it's rated. <laughs> it's so bold, and I can't do it. But I love everything they did with this team. They improved their offensive line. They got probably the best receiver in football. Now, they gave a lot of draft capital for him, but it was absolutely necessary to go with him and Jalen Waddell. I like the hire their coach. Um, it was the 49ers offensive coordinator. Mike McDaniel. I like him. I think he's going to really help Tua and help him settle in. Um, Cedric Wilson was a nice pickup as well. Chase Edmonds is really good. And I think Tua takes the step finally. This is this team's gonna be so much fun. Like, oh my god. Well, to me, Miami is in a very similar place to Philly. The roster is fucking loaded. I mean, on the other side, you have Emmanuel Ogba, Melvin Ingram, Jalen Phillips, Christian David. Like their defensive side is stacked. Javon Holland, Xavier Howard. So they're probably gonna have a good defense, even though I want to see if they keep up that hyper blitzing style they had last year. And on offense. You're right. They improved their own. They got Rob. They got uh, Connor Williams. They grabbed Teron Armstead over from New Orleans to kind of help improve their offensive line. I still have some questions about the Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt right side, but we'll see. This is easily the best O line two has got to work behind, yep. and their receiving core is a fucking track team. Jesus, goddamn Christ! I'm all for it. <laughs> you get to game play for Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Good luck and Cedric Wilson. <laughs> And Mike Gusecki, because he's still there. It's just, yeah, for now. They want to trade him. I'm aware. I think it's dumb. But it's the same thing as Philly. The roster's loaded, but what are we going to get from the quarterback? Because Tua's shown good things. He's shown some not good things, but he's also hasn't been in a good scenario. So we're going to see if he can put it together this year. I think it's there. I was never as negative on Tua as people have been before. It's kind of like when I was with Baker this year. It was just a bad situation, and we're all being like, oh, he's so terrible. Look at Justin Herbert. Well, Justin Herbert got parachuted into a much better situation as far as play calling and everything. Tua, not so much. Yeah, let's go through the schedule, and I'll give you the over-under, okay? Yep. You're going to hammer the over. What the? F- 8.5. Mm, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. New England at home at Baltimore, Buffalo at home. At Cincinnati for Thursday night football, at the Jets, Minnesota and Pittsburgh at home, Pittsburgh Sunday night football, at Detroit, at Chicago, Cleveland at home, they avoid Deshaun Watson by week, Houston at home, at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo. So, three really tough road games at, um, after Houston. Uh, Green Bay at home on Christmas, which is beautiful, at New England and at the Jets around that season. They're going to win 10 to 11 games. Like they are going to fight for the division. Well, they're definitely, I think, going to finish at least nine tonight. I think we're going to know what we need to know about this squad after uh, week one through four. Cause I mean, New England's kind of a question mark, but at Baltimore versus Buffalo and at Cincinnati, we're going to find some shit out about this team. And I am excited for that stretch, but 
Yeah, I'm going to hammer that over. I think nine and eight is probably their floor. And my fantasy player is Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, my fantasy player is I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert oh, as right. a flex guy, like a bench flex guy, because you know what? He came over from San Francisco. I know Mike McDaniels probably likes him. So, yeah, I'm going to go Raheem Mostert. So, as <laughs> I said in previous podcasts, which you can find on most podcast platforms, I am really high on the AFC East, and it all banks on the Jets not sucking. Well, you and me have some differences differences of opinion on that one. <laughs> I was fine with him until Zach Wilson got hurt. Well, he's gonna and be now, by week and one, now, probably. and now, I hope so. I mean, I like in CJ Uzama from Cleveland. I really like that. I felt like their offensive line got a little better, but losing their best guy, um, two years in a row, man, for Beckton. Oh, yeah, so heartbreaking. It's, it's awful. Um, I love, love their three first round picks. Amon Garner, Sauce from Cincinnati Corner. He's gonna be a lockdown corner in the NFL. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State's a monster receiver. And then Jermaine Johnson from Florida. Absolute studs. Like they finally have enough pieces for Zach. Now we're going to see what Zach is all about. I thought he was going to win rookie of the year last year. I was wrong, and that's okay. But this team was competitive in most games. At times. I think. Another year with uh, Coach Slaw, right? Robert Slaw. Yeah, Saul. Saul, thank you. They should be better, more physical. I expect an improvement. I don't expect playoffs, but I could see six and 11, seven and 10, eight and nine's the ceiling for me. But I they, we need to see Zach Wilson make strides. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I like. Most of what they've done, like Lincoln Tomlinson was a good ad uh, on their O-line. Uh, I think they signed Dwayne Brown after the Mackay Becton injury. And I didn't note that, so my apologies. Um, I like, I do like what they, and Connor McGovern from, to play center from Dallas. I like what they've done and I like the receiving core. I mean, they added Garrett Wilson, but they still have Elijah Moore and Corey Davis who had down years last year, but have been good in the past. So I like what they have. I think they'll take a step forward, but I just don't know what we'll get from Zach Wilson. There was times you saw it last year, and there's a lot of times where he's just kind of standing there doing nothing, and you're just like, buddy, the game looked so fast for him last year to a like uncomfortably worrying degree, and that worries me a little bit. And that's fair. That's completely fair. So Maybe Fandle, the defense might be good, though, like sneaky good. Vandal has him at five and a half. They went four and 13 last year. So Fandle is saying, do you think they'll win six games? So let's go through the schedule, shall we? Baltimore at home at Cleveland, Cincinnati at home at Pittsburgh, Miami at home at Green Bay at Denver, New England and Buffalo. That's a tough four game stretch. Yeah. By week at New England, Chicago at home at Minnesota at Buffalo, Detroit at home, Jacksonville home for Thursday night football, their only primetime game. At Seattle and at Miami to round out the year. I see six wins. Yeah, I can see six wins in here. Uh, Cleveland, they get the Deshaunless Cleveland. I think they could pull an upset against like Pittsburgh or uh, New England. Or yeah, I, th- I can see six wins here. I'm with you. Yeah, so I'm taking the over. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna predict them just because we haven't talked about the Jets as much. Uh, I think they beat Cleveland. I think they beat Pittsburgh. 
I think they beat New England. I think they beat Chicago. I think they beat Seattle and Jacksonville. All right, that's six. There we go. <laughs> my fancy did it, right? It. Yep, my fancy player is Garrett Wilson. Uh, Brees Hall. I think he might be a stud right away. All right, so Neil, what is your division standings? Uh, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Although we'll see, the Jets might be better than the Patriots. The more I think about it, but I'm not calling that yet. That's bold. Jesus, you might have the whole New England area coming for your ass. I'm not calling that yet. When are you going to call? You got a week. I'm not. I'm a coward, so I'm not. I'm going to call New England, <laughs> New York. I'm just putting it out there that there's a small link in our brains like, New York might be better than New England. All right, I'm going to go with yours as well. Um, but I think the Dolphins can win the division. Not saying they will. I think they can. So... That's the division preview, division series preview pod for you. And now the moment has arrived where we pick games. Yay! And we will keep track of it, just like we did last year. Neil and I were above 500 most of the year. I think we were hovering around like 600, 700. Yeah, like we were – there were some weeks I I was like 14 and 2, I think. Like I was cooking with gas at one point. I think you were too. So – FanDuel has the line at two and a half for the Bills. The over-under is 52 and a half. Money line is Bills at minus 132, Rams at plus 112. Give me the Bills. I don't, yeah. I don't like the tackle situation with the Rams. We talked about that in the first division preview series with the NFC West. I, a lot of people from Buffalo I hear is traveling there, and that's not really a great home crowd in L.A., no, they've had some problems. Although they just come off the Super Bowl, so they might be a little better than most LA teams. But yeah, I'm with you. I like the Bills in this game. I think the Rams are going to take a little second to, to really incorporate like Allen Robinson into the offense. Um, they're going to take a while to get that new O-line settled, and I think the Bills will take advantage of that. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. I think it, the Bills will cover, but that's because a field goal covers. Yep. Yep, it does. And I like the Bills as well. I like them to cover. And we'll start the Bills hype train to the Super Bowl because everybody will overreact to that game. Actually, they do play a train horn on their third down. That's – oh, the Bills? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's third down. Is there a lot of of trains come through Buffalo? Not that I'm aware of. Then why? I don't know. I'll I'll look into it. Okay. That's just made no sense. So that's it for today. Um, again, we will bring you an episode right after the first game of the NFL season between the Bills and Rams. Which is in one week. And we will preview every game for Sunday and Monday. On that and, Thursday. Yep. So, Neil, you got anything you want to add before we uh, put a bow on it? Uh, no, I'm just excited to immediately get off here and go watch the Backyard Brawl. It's been a very entertaining game. And speaking of that, go Utes. Go Utes. Beat Florida. Let's go. All right. Have a great day. I hope you enjoy the true start of college football this weekend and the first NFL game next Thursday. Have a great day. Bye.